Welcome to Your Mental Breakdown, the podcast where you get to follow along with a client in real therapy sessions. In a few minutes, you'll hear an actual session with me and Andrew, a real client with a fictional name. We mostly call him Drew. You'll hear his full therapy session, not just sound bites. And we started this podcast with Drew's very first session with me. So you can actually go back to the beginning and take the therapeutic journey along with us for all of our weekly sessions. After you hear the therapy session on the episode, Meredith and I will come back on to break down what came up in the session. You'll hear us analyze, criticize, try on for size, so you get a better understanding of what we do and how we do it and how it might apply to you in your life. For today's session with Drew, my recorder crapped out, so what you're hearing is the backup recording, which is not our usual sound quality. So apologies for that. We are only human. Hope you enjoy it. I am Doug Friedman. And I am Meredith Levy. And this is your mental breakdown. The podcast. Aw, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, Meredith. How's it going? Still in quarantine or whatever you want to call it these days. You are? I'm not. I decided it's over. (laughs) Are you? Have you been out partying like the 4th of July people in the lake in Florida, wherever state that was? (laughs) No, but you know what's hilarious? I was doing an online poker game with a bunch of my buddies and a few of them that I went to high school with. Uh, You will remember the name Chris Kinnear. Oh. Yeah. So we were talking about July 4th and fireworks. And in like my shoebox of memories, I have this old uh, M80 that he gave me in like ninth grade. What? And I, I was too scared to light it. So I just tucked it away somewhere like with all like my early backstage passes and you know stuff like that right right so <laughs> on the zoom i brought it out i was like hey chris does this look familiar he's like oh yeah it's an m80 i was like it's the m80 you gave me in ninth grade he's like what <laughs> did you light it no i'm still scared now it's probably <laughs> a dud but no <laughs> <laughs> my brother-in-law bought all these fireworks for the kids and stuff And he, like, they went out of town for the weekend. He left me some. So. Like fireworks, not like sparklers and things like that. No, no, no. Sparklers, literally. So. Oh, yeah. Those are awesome. I love those. Yeah. So on 4th of July, I went out in the backyard and lit sparklers and they're fucking rainbow sparklers. They're so dope. And then like a couple thingies that like you light and they just like spin around on the ground and shit. And I was like, happy 4th. And then I just like went back inside. (laughs) Yeah. There are people and I'm clearly not one of these that are like yeah oh did you get the russian dragon oh i love the <laughs> russian dragon I'm like what like they know the names for all these things i mean that's cool no. if maybe you don't even have to be that into it to know the names of it but well not if you like blow people's heads off and stuff i love like fireworks like big put together fireworks shows like it, that's rad and you know as long as i don't have to go anywhere yeah i love those those are awesome oh i did i did learn this I've been, <laughs> I've been doing, watching, watching, doing into a lot of TikTok lately. Sure. Sure. And there's a whole like TikTok of dad jokes and things like that. Like a, a bunch of people Ooh. doing that, which is just heaven for me. I like this one. Knock, knock. Who's there? I eat mop. I eat mop who? I am 
12 years old and that is fucking hilarious oh all of my humor is 12 years old i cannot remember any jokes i can only remember one. Oh, bring it knock knock who's there interrupting cow interrupting cow who moo <laughs> you fucker <laughs> <laughs> okay guess what tennis tennis have we started yeah i've had nice. two lessons two awesome yeah it's awesome i have another one this coming week he is cute indeed <laughs> right yeah little eye candy i'm much better than i thought super fun right my arm so sore my whole body was sore the, the first day i got home i took a fucking nap i never nap mm. ever i was like holy crap so yeah super fun why you're something fun when i was young Growing up at the condo my dad lived at, there was a tennis court and a friend of mine lived in the neighborhood, would come over and the two of us were a little bit competitive and pretty even at most things. And we played tennis and I was the guy, I told you of sore loser, sore winner. Right. I was the guy that would like launch tennis balls like <laughs> very far over the fence when I got mad and... <laughs> There was one time where he was just beating me. I was having an off day and he was good, you know, so it wasn't any knock on him that he was beating me. He was legit right. beating me and I was getting frustrated and I threw my racket against the fence, but it hit one of the posts in a fence. Oh my God. <laughs> so it just cracked. <laughs> and he was such a great sport. He was just like, well, game over. <laughs> <laughs> also, one last thing. Oh yeah. Guess who watched The Matrix? Everybody. So good. I'm going to have a marathon with two and three. Mm. Two's bad, three's better, <laughs> right? Uh, they, they each have really great moments. There's a lot of fighting action and war action, and that's, you know, fine. It's kind of what the movie has and what it needed, but... Yeah, I'm easily entertained, honestly. Yeah, the story, I mean, I still love the story, and there's some pretty incredible moments for like the love story and 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 that that cool, we can cool. get into and and then we can take the whole trilogy and analyze it and break it down and and go through it all in 15 minutes on here <laughs> that is perfect let's do it we'll do an inside out about it and then i also watched tomb raider i fucking love that movie oh wow is that the angelina jolie as laura croft yeah badass bitch in a badass outfit Oh, that's right. Because after, I think you texted me after you saw The Matrix and you were like, fucking Trinity's awesome. Yes, her <laughs> outfits too. Yes, yeah, so good. Yeah, well, her outfit, sure. But even just who she was and how she was, I think every guy and girl had a fucking crush on her when that came out. <laughs> oh, totally. So good. Yeah. So anyway, lots of follow through on that. I started last night watching Seven Years in Tibet. Oh, wow. I'm in a phase of watching old great movies, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, and The Golden Child. Oh, yeah. We, we <laughs> referred to Golden Child the other day. You and your sister were quoting that, right? Yep. I, I, I want the knife. Yep. My dear brother Noopsie. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I loved, I loved me some Eddie Murphy. Like, he just cracked me up. Yeah, I think, did we talk about Coming to America 2 is coming out? Yeah, you told me that too. Like, I can't wait for that. That's going to be awesome. Yeah. A little sad that we aren't going to movie theaters these days. Oh, I will not see that anywhere but a movie theater. I love going to movie theaters. I miss that a lot. Me too. Speaking of going to movie theaters. 
<laughs> Let's go to the movie theater of Andrew. You know, we haven't called him Andrew in a long time. Like, he's just Drew to me now. Yeah, little Drew Drew. Yeah. So if you've been listening, awesome. You will continue to hear the story of Drew. If you haven't been listening, <laughs> buckle up, get some popcorn. Pretend you're in a movie theater. All right. That's right. And uh, we'll be back with you in a few. The ideas for this is that therapy isn't going to be crazy. Right. And if you're just like, yeah, I'm in therapy, what? Yeah, which, which has been like my coolest part of the last six months. You know, when mm. backtracked my first, I was like, oh, no, I'm not in therapy. I just have right. a meeting. And, I, and so like, I'm getting more and more comfortable about it. And, and it's funny because like, I've seen, I've seen my vulnerability get a lot stronger in that sense. How so? It used to be a wall that I would put up. Like, oh, I'm fine. No, I'm totally okay. And now, like, day to day, like, even before I left my office, I was talking to my homeboy. And I was like, yeah, man, I'm about to go to therapy. And he's like, oh, man, you go to therapy? And we just kind of talked about it for a couple of minutes, you know. And he was like, oh, that's so cool. Like, I think I should start doing that. Yeah. And so, like, just seeing the uh, the connection point there. Because, mm-hmm. uh, like, you can see it in their face where, like, you, you're, you're friends. And then all of a sudden you start talking about it where it's kind of uncomfortable. And then we're cool. Yeah. So it's one of those things where I found more as like a tool for me to use and not as a band-aid. So we talked about that too, where I, I kind of figured that should I've been through, I didn't like talking about it because I thought I'd get right. an asterisk next to my name. And now it's kind of using it as like a power tool yeah. to be like, hey, like I'm not okay. You're not okay. Nobody in the world is. And so it's cool to connect on that now and be confident in connecting on. I think that's like the biggest point right there is, is mm. the confidence that comes with it. How is that confidence for you? Because I've always seen it as a weakness. You know, I've always seen the dark side of like, like the light and the dark. The dark side's always been like, don't don't talk about it, leave it there, leave it in its place. And now that I'm kind of shedding light on it a little bit, it's making my dark a lot lighter, which is cool. Yeah, I think of it as one of the stories I was telling you way back about the the kid who had the crack in her mm-hmm. right in her wall, and then framed it. She did the drawing, right? Yeah. And it's just part of your story. It's yeah. not your whole story. Right. It, it might be an asterisk, yeah. but you can take that asterisk and make something incredible right. with it. But when we don't talk about it, we try to hide it. Like she had a fucking poster over her crack, right? Yeah. Yeah. If you just put something over that asterisk, nobody will ever see it. Mm-hmm. You'll be ashamed of it. You'll be embarrassed by it. Yeah. But that vulnerability is that risk of, yeah, let me show it. Let me show what I'm doing with it. Yeah. And then I'm still, it's not my only it's just a piece of it. yeah because like uh like yesterday two days ago my buddy is the other day he walks into the office and he, he like long story short he wasn't he didn't get paid but like, didn't do the work and so he's like well you only for last month anyway he, he like blows up has a crazy temper tantrum and like just goes off i know where it's coming from because he does like he does coke he does lean he's emotional right he's up and down and i've been there i've seen it i know what's going on and so he comes to the office, like me and him are cool. And then all of a sudden it just flips like it does. Mm-hmm. And he just goes off. And then uh, he starts like yelling at me, like it's my fault. And he's like, you're the new kid on the block. Like this is my city. Like who the fuck mm-hmm. you think you are? And I'm like, I, I didn't do anything. You know, I didn't I didn't do anything to you. I, I have no part of this. Like I really don't understand where this is coming from. But I took a step back and thought about how I was thinking about it. And I got very, like, little true, where I, I kind of sat down, I got in my like, little zone, Shut didn't, down. didn't say anything, didn't That's talk, right. yep. didn't do anything. Yep. And it really threw me off the rest of the day and a little bit of today. 
I realized to myself that I'm over-trusting him, kind of the way I did. Old girlfriend. Where I just full bore like, oh, well, he says you're cool, so I'm going to trust you in everything. I guess what I'm trying to say is it was one of those instances where I, I could feel a little true coming, and I couldn't stop it. Mm-hmm. And it still, th- like, it still threw me off. And then all day yesterday, for whatever reason, it's been old girlfriend on my mind. And, and so I'm kind of connecting the two now. How? I felt very insecure when he was saying the shit he was saying. And I felt very insecure with where me old girlfriend are today because mm-hmm. it's just so unresolved and like there is no closure. There was no nothing. It was just a fuck you by. Yeah, it's it's more than it's not just a fuck you by. Yeah. It sounds like this guy and old girlfriend have a certain picture of you mm-hmm. that's not accurate. Sure. And that bothers me. Yeah, and, and so like, I took him outside, and so I kind of like broke it down to him, and he started crying, and we had a really cool moment, and like we hugged it out, and like we were good, but it left a really bad taste in my mouth. What's the bad taste? What's like the story about the bad taste? About that instant distrust. Like I don't, I don't trust him. At all. Ah, I saw his true cut. Right. So, yeah. two pieces I want to separate. Right. First piece, you. Yeah. Beautiful work. Right. Yeah. That's what we talked about a little while ago about instead of shut down, double down. Yeah. Go towards the thing yeah. that normally you get defensive about, put the wall up about. Yeah. And you did that. Yeah. You know, sure, it might have taken you a second. Yeah. Okay. Sometimes it takes us a day. Right. You know, right. sometimes even longer, but <laughs> yeah. fine. Yeah. We'll take you. You did that. Mm-hmm. And you did that with vulnerability. You were, you were able to kind of go, hey, man. Mm-hmm. So on your part, awesome. Yeah. Really. Mm-hmm. Really, because it, it's that vulnerability, it's that risk. I don't know how it's going to go, how it's going to be received. Yeah. But it's also that authenticity. I know this is this is how I am. I'm not okay with this yeah. picture being off. So, hey, here's what this picture really is right now. Right. Now it's up to them to A, see it, mm-hmm. and B, to show you their picture. Yeah. I wonder if it would have left the bad taste if he gave his own version of that. But the second piece mm-hmm. is okay, well, what is this relationship now with this guy? Right. Yeah, I don't trust him right now because he could go off. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel safe with him. Yeah, totally. And, and I think I want to expand this into like a bigger conversation over over meeting new people in general. So I think I talked about it the other day of like how it's really hard to like go out and be vulnerable and just talk to people. Yep. And I think this is like a perfect <clears throat> instance to show why. Yeah, to show to show, show why. why. Yeah, because yeah. sometimes people have a reaction, mm-hmm. and what we have to learn is not everybody's going to like us. Right. I did something arguably noble or stupid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can tell me what you think. I'll run this by you. This was swear yeah. yesterday. This yeah, happened. driving on like a little side street, going to a buddy's house, and there's a stop sign. There's a tree in front. I didn't see it, mm-hmm. and I just roll pretty much right through the stop sign. And some dude, I think he might've been in a car. I don't remember that part. Mm-hmm. Oddly, you know, yells at me and he's gesturing and mm-hmm. flips me off and all that. And then either he was walking and I decided, or he was driving and he pulled, like he turned and then parked because um, he got to where he was going. Mm-hmm. Well, I flipped a bitch. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I was doing it not because I was charged up and was like, Motherfucker! Yeah. What fuck you? I was, yeah. I was like, wow, 
I blew a stop sign and now I see his negative energy. And I just, for some reason, felt compelled to go back there and apologize. Mm -hmm. Because otherwise I could feel tension Mm -hmm. because he had a reaction that was super tense and, and, you know, fuck you mentality. So I I pulled back and I just said, hey, man, sorry. I I totally didn't see that stop sign. I I apologize. I'm really sorry. I can't believe I did. And he just softened almost instantly. You know, and, and you could see it in him. His tension is like defensive and ready to go. And he just sort of eased up and yeah. was like, uh, yeah, yeah, all right. All right. So, well, thank you. Thank, thank, you know? And then we were cool. And I drove away thinking, okay, so that negative energy that he held, now maybe it's released a little bit. Mm-hmm. The charge that I have, mm-hmm. okay, that's gone. Right. You know, and even charge meaning I felt bad, I felt yeah. guilty, you know, not yeah. like charge and want to fight him right 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 but that yeah you know, so i don't know yeah if it was smart if it was stupid if it was neither it doesn't matter i don't care why uh because you could have kept going and what would happen i kept going nothing you could you could have kept on he could have kept on all the energy and like you could have came home and talked about it he could have gone home and talked about it and you know could have carried on all night but like nothing would have happened no, another would have you know, happened. You know what I mean? But yeah, yeah. In that sense, there's no conflict. Right. Nothing there. What would happen, and you described it, is that energy carries home with me, carries home with him. Yeah. Maybe he goes home and has a drink right. or yells right. at somebody. Maybe I get to my buddy's house and I need a drink or I yell at somebody. Yeah, yeah. Know? Or take it on him. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy because similar to me the other day, and I went the opposite way. I got mad. It was crazy because the guy was on a motorcycle. I took a right. And he cut me off because he ran the red light, but I almost hit him. And so I felt bad, but it was his fault. And he rolled by, flipped me off. And so I'm, I dropped the gear and I keep going. Uh-huh. And then I thought to myself and I was like, what, what am I doing? Like, what, what do I get out of this? I think I'm trying to translate that scenario into most of my life right now. It's like, what do I get out of this? Not what do I get to give you, but what am I getting out of this? Yes. I think that mentality right now has been healthy to a certain degree, but I'm also trying to play the balance of not being super selfish. Never been selfish at all. Eh, I don't want to say that. Uh, yes, you have. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, sure. I've, def- I've definitely been selfish, but I've never taken care of myself like that. There you go. And so I'm trying to play the balance of like taking care of myself, but not taking care of myself too much. I think I feed off of having friends and a group around me. And I think when I get so focused on myself, I forget about them. I'm also trying not to distance my friend group while I'm trying to take care of myself. Well, taking care of yourself doesn't have to be by myself. Right. One right. of the times you told me about when when you were hanging out with a friend playing 2K, that, that was I needed my, my boys. I needed some hang time. Yeah. Okay, that's taking care of yourself also. Yeah, and like, I got a smile on my face right now too because it's like, I've been thinking about just like, friend, in general lately Mm. and just how big of a blessing they've been. That is exactly what I needed clarity-wise as far as what it looks like to help myself because that friendship between the two of them has been the most natural relationship I've ever had. Mm. You know, across any platform, across anybody, like what makes it natural to you? Or I mean, we can use it if yeah. we're authentic. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I was gonna say vulnerable, but like, nah, no, just, yeah, yeah. It's, it's just real. It's just right? real. 
we're not guarded. We're not fake. We're not putting on a front. We're, we're just, we're there. And it's, it's pretty reciprocal. That that's giving me such motivation because I'm lacking a lot of motivation right now in a lot of areas. It just getting me excited again. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. It sounds like that's something inspiring to you. Mm-hmm. I think with that being said, little self-reflection over the last week of like, I've just been super unmotivated. I'm trying to figure out why. And I think the reason for myself not being motivated, if I'm looking at it from an outside perspective, when I'm in a relationship, I have a reason to go work, to go progress, to keep going, to, hey, babe, look what I'm doing type totally. of thing. Yep. And now that I'm kind of doing it for myself, it's like, eh. Right. When there's somebody to show, I can be my best self to prove or to earn. But when it's just me, like, eh. Yeah, it's like, eh. And then we get into the cyclical thing. I don't know how much this is happening to you, but yeah. then, well, I'll just come home and smoke a bowl, play yeah. some vids, yeah. right? Yeah. And then wake up, and then I'll go to work. I can go to work whatever time I want. That was, like, that was literally today. I laid on my couch for like an hour. I didn't, even, like, I didn't do anything. I just stared at my wall for like an hour. And I was like, ah, okay, I guess I'll go to work. You know, it wasn't like, ah, let's go. Let's go. It was yeah. like, eh. And that happens. Yeah. Clearly. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> right. But it's it's also looking at, all right, one of the first things you said to me about weed, yeah, I use it to go to sleep. I don't want to. Yeah. Feeling unmotivated. It's fine to have downtime, to have time where you recharge, you know, do something. But yeah. for you, it's different. And it's not, I need to be productive. I need to, no, it's, wait, I'm not doing anything. I don't feel good. I feel better when I'm connected with people when I'm in a group or taking care of something and, yeah. and yeah that that feels good I haven't felt that yeah and, and I'm trying to figure out like my group I hear one hour of your life a week crazy. right so and it's stuff with depth you know I mean I remember talking about your tattoos and how you were like yeah most people don't ask mm-hmm. but when they do I get to talk about it in depth I mean I now know what a lot of your tattoos mean the idea and what it means to you, I know, because we hit that level of depth. Right. Just like when you said to me, there's no good people in LA. Yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. What are good people? And how do I find good people? Mm-hmm. You know, they're not going to come knocking on my door and go, yo, you just got a new couch. Let me hang with you. Right. right? It would be too easy. It would be too easy. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't happen. Right. I tend to think mm-hmm. that there's a gravity to us. Yeah. You know, and when we have this level of authenticity, people get pulled into that gravity. Yeah. And instead of looking for what group do I belong in, it's what group of people are going to gravitate towards and belong with me. Yeah, and I totally, totally agree with that. I think what I'm trying to figure out too within all of that is what space I'm trying to put myself in. Because like all I know right now, like between like me and the homeboys is either we're at the gym, I'm at my job, kind of in a room by myself, or we're and very rarely, but we do, we go out to the club. You know, and I don't want to meet a girl in any one of those places or, or friends for that matter. Because like a lot of that's either my work, my personal time, or a time where I just don't give a fuck. And so it's like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to meet somebody, friend, girlfriend, relationship, any anything in those spaces. Because I know that's not where I'm going to thrive. Yeah. But I'm also trying to figure out, okay, well, I don't have that much time on my hands. So what am I going to do to fill that time in a meaningful way to be able to start connecting with the right people again? And so I'm trying to figure out the right spaces to put myself in Mm. to be able to do that. 
Yeah. Because I know that's like the start of it. What does that mean? Like finding a club. Like example, not what I mean by it, but example would be like a book club. You know, where it's an authentic like circle. Yep. We all get to sit and talk and share and do our shit. Right. But I don't have the book club mentality because I don't, I mean. That's not your thing. Yeah. yeah. You know, like if they had that for like clothes, fuck yeah, sign me up, let's do that. But I also, I'm trying to figure out what else excites me. Mm-hmm. Like I can't have clothes be my 24-7 because it's gonna, I'm going to burn out. I'll get bored of it in six months. You know, so I'm trying to figure out, I'm trying to put my eggs in different baskets. That's yeah. what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I like that. If you're open to that, mm-hmm. it will reveal itself. Yeah. It's getting yeah. out because no one's going to knock on your door. Right. And realizing that you sound like I'm somebody who likes connecting with people. Mm-hmm. Not just one person. Right. If I'm at a loud party, I'm going to find one person. But like finding a group, I want to find a club. Mm-hmm. That would be nice. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out what that looks like. Yeah, because I don't even, like, if you were like, what club you want to join? I'm like, oh. Something interesting about that, I think, is most people project into the future. Right. What it's like as a member of this club. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. And in, in the same respect that I've had, <laughs> I remember a client a while ago, I might have even told you this who wanted to do yoga. And she was like, I want to do yoga like at least three days a week. I'm like, great, we'll go take a class. No, no, I have to do it when I, I know I can do it three days a week and have a really solid practice and do it, you know, yeah. consistently. I'm like, yeah. that's a lot of yoga. She's like, yeah, but I, I was really into it before. I'm like, just take one class. No, I, I got to do it. And for a year, mm-hmm. she was saying that. Yeah. I would always say, just starts with one class. Just try one. Mm-hmm. And she came in, you know, almost a year later and was like, Guess what I did this weekend? Like, what? And I wasn't thinking of it. She's like, I took a yoga class. Yeah. <gasps> Amazing, right? It's just doing the one. Right. For you, if you think like a ceramics class, that sounds dope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then I'll be doing ceramics every week for six months. And we don't know that. Right. Try right. it out. Yeah. You know, even people that will go to like an AA meeting, like go to three. Don't go to one. Go to three. Yeah. And even the one that you go to, you might want to try that twice. Yeah. Because you have no idea what it's going to be like. Right. The first time you, you go to hang, first time you went to friend house. Yeah. Wasn't necessarily like, cool, these are my homies. I feel good here. I feel comfortable. Yeah, it's a learning curve. Funny you brought up the yoga because uh, my old boss, who I've been kicking with, I almost mimicked what you just said because he soul cycles. And I was like, yeah, man, like let me just get back into shape. Like, I don't, give me a little bit. I'll be there. Right. And this was a year ago. Right. So like that, it's funny. It's exactly where I'm at too. Yeah. And like I should have gone to social cycle. But it's like stuff like that where if I and I'm thinking like past tense and like my what ifs. Even you said I should have just gone with him. Yeah. Cause like when we first started talking about it, mm-hmm. it was just me and him. We were like, yeah, let's do it. Like we'll we'll go to the one in Beverly Hills. Like we'll we'll do it right. We'll have fun. Right. And then, like, weeks go by, and he's like, you're going to come. It's super fun. I started, like, let's do this. He's doing two a day now. Like, he's doing three on the weekends. Like, he's really into it. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then, like, six months go by, and I'm like, uh, I think I kind of passed my window. I just need to start. I, I just need to start. Which means what? I need to put one foot out there. You know, Which I, means what? No fucking metaphors I, now. No, I just need to start. Like, nothing. Like, I, I need to do I need to pick Which something. Which means what? Like, what's... And here's, here's this. I don't know what I need to do. You know, people that do like the behavior work or the coaching yeah. are, are big into this. Like, okay, yeah. what's the one tangible step you can take tomorrow? Tell a friend, you don't want to go to SoulCycle. That's it. That's it? Yeah. Done? Yeah. 
That's all you have to do. You don't yeah. have to do that. Just knowing you can do that, and that's one step. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. I can tell a friend if I want to go to SoulCycle. Yeah. Period. Done. Guy with all the gear is going to go. Yeah, but then what if he says, "Okay, do you want <laughs> do you want to come on Tuesday, or we do it Tuesday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday?" So which day do you want? Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Okay. New information. Let me process this. I'm just saying I want to I want to go. Like, we'll yeah. do that. Yeah. So. You don't have to prepare for every scenario he might throw back at us. Mm-hmm. Just knowing that's one thing. It's yeah. one step. Yeah. I think another thing I struggle with is, say, what's today, Thursday? So I'm texting tonight. He's like, yeah, let's go Sunday. I know this because I know me. I'm yes today. I'm yes tomorrow. I'm yes Saturday night. As soon as Sunday morning hits, I'm like, I don't think I'm going to make it. For like a lot of things. Like, we went to dinner the other night. It was great. Good dinner. But like even 10 minutes before me getting there, I was like, I don't go. Here's one time when I will give you a homework to do yeah. in that scenario, yeah. which might sound counter to what I told you before. Mm-hmm. But in those moments, play the what if game with the right rules, right. right? Balance it. Sometimes what we're feeling, that lack of motivation is, you know, oh, new environment, uncomfortable, don't want to do it. Right. And that's a fear response, right? right? What if I don't like it? What if I don't have a good time? What if I don't know how to ride well? What if I get too exhausted? What if they, okay, wait. And some of that's helpful because it's identifying why you're not motivated in that moment. Right. Because right. I don't want to. What if I'm too tired? Who knows? Right. But if we flip it and do the positive one. So it's like, what if it goes really good? What if I have a great workout? What if we get lunch after and that we meet somebody? It's endless. Yeah. Absolutely endless. Right. Yeah. And then we might be more inclined to go, all right, let me put down the bong and go fucking take a shower and go. Yep. Maybe not shower before soul cycle. Hell yeah. You got to get in the right mindset. <laughs> Look good, feel good. Come on. <laughs> right? Absolutely. Hell yeah. I think step one, mm-hmm. literally one step. Yeah. I can call a friend. I can shoot him a text and tonight and go, hey man, I want to go to soul cycle. Mm-hmm. Period. Go, what days do you go? What times do you go? What's, just send some of the details. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. That's the first thing. I can guarantee you, if you send that text, that's a step towards the path you want to be on where things will start falling into place and appearing before you. The fear and the uncomfortability, (laughs) discomfort, (laughs) is going to be what keeps us back on the couch, Mm -hmm. staring at the ceiling, feeling like crap. Yeah. So that doesn't take much. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it's just that text. It doesn't even mean you go to SoulCycle. Right. It's just that first step is going to put you one step on that path. Yeah. Might do that. Yeah. That's not yeah. going every other day all the time. And now I'm doing this. And fuck it. I better start jogging and getting in shape <laughs> first because I don't want to make a fool of myself there. And one step. One step. Yeah. 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 One step for everything. And I think that's a bigger, a bigger line for a lot of my life right now. Yeah. I think everything's like one step at a time. Yeah, we talked about this a while ago, like a month or two ago. Is that what's the one thing? What's the one thing in front of you right now? Right. You go, I think my biggest thing, my biggest thing right now is this. Mm-hmm. My biggest thing, you know, I'm like, mm-hmm. that tells me that there's a big thing right in front of you. Yeah. Okay. So the thing that I'm focused on, mm-hmm. that's that's almost like a superpower. I don't want to take that away from you. Yeah. But let's use it for good too. My biggest thing right now is I want to text my friend. Yeah. But making that an achievable, realistic, one single thing right. 
not my biggest thing is I want to meet people. I want to have connections. I want to find a group. I want to fit in somewhere. Yeah. We're yeah. too big and broad, man. Yeah, how do you start that? Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. 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 It's good. I like this, man. Yeah, hell yeah. And we are back with you. Here we are. Here we are. Here you are. We're all here. Yay. So what did you hear? Good one. I heard <laughs> so, so many things. That's funny because I heard, I heard many so-so things. <laughs> Doug is officially cornball of the century. I'm telling you the dad jokes. It's all about the dad jokes today. Totally. One of the things I loved that Drew talked about right off the bat was what it's like to talk about being in therapy and him saying it more confidently now as opposed to hiding it. Like when he was talking to his friend right. who was like, oh, you're in therapy. And his friend was like, maybe I should do that. And just it going from this thing about you have to be crazy to be in therapy to, oh, this is fucking awesome. You're like growing and learning and bettering yourself or whatever you want to call it, but that it's right a positive thing. Yeah. I, I love the thing where <laughs> people will say, yeah, I, I'm just talking to my therapist. Go, what? You're in therapy? but you don't have any problems. And like, exactly. Totally. Right? Like, yeah. Or at least not that you see, <laughs> right? But totally. I, I think that idea is it's not just when things are going wrong. It's, it's just support that helps. And who doesn't want that? Yeah. And I think it's a lot easier. I mean, duly noted Drew got into therapy when he came to LA, even though I know his mom was in therapy, but places like LA and New York, and it's not only acceptable, it's sort of expected that people are in therapy. And, right. you know, it's so accepted and, and culturally there's a lot of cultures where it's not really acceptable and not at all. So I think, you know, little by little it's becoming, mental health is becoming such a talked about and it is such an important issue that it is becoming more and more acceptable, but just people talking about it as like an empowering thing is important. Totally. And I, I think almost a necessary thing to understand yourself and for personal growth. There's a guy we know well, most people in therapy circles know well, uh, not personally, I think he was fairly old, but uh, Winnicott, the guy who like came up with object relations theory, the concept of a good enough mother, also has a quote that I think is beautiful, which talks about what we're talking about right now, which is, it's a joy to be hidden and a disaster not to be found, which is Wow. So deep. I mean, take a, take a second, take a second to let that, let that in. Right. Yeah. It's really that idea of, it's such a joy to have these private parts of yourself, you know, that, you know, where you get to have your own thoughts, have your own right. you know, true thoughts. It's a disaster not to be seen as yourself and as yeah. you are. And right. So we want to have both and kind of the crux of the therapeutic relationship is the therapy setting is one where you get to have these private parts of yourself with somebody else that will keep it private right? and see you. So it's, you get both of those met, which is fantastic. And I think that's something that Drew's drawing a lot of strength from. Totally. Yeah. Well, one of the things you mentioned when Drew was talking about when his friend had a tantrum and, <laughs> you know, he sort of moved towards it. And you've said this before, but I always love it. Instead of shut down, double down. Right. I just, that's such a 
such a good one. And he, or you guys connected, not feeling safe with him to not feeling safe with his ex. And he brought up like, well, and moving forward in terms of meeting new people and dealing with that type of thing. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's that a few things that we've talked about before, you know, that idea of from the matrix, which you just saw that idea that you won't have to dodge bullets, like things won't bother you, you know, like it's about feeling safe. It's about feeling like, you know, we talked about confidence a lot in this episode too. And I think that that ability to be confident based on you being yourself, not confident based on somebody recognizing something about you. Right. The uh, stop sign story that you shared was awesome. (laughs) Which is true. I think it had literally happened the day before our session. Yeah, that's what you said. It was so funny. And I think what I get the most out of that, and because I can so relate I was such an asshole once to this lady working at, I can't remember if it was Salvation Army or Goodwill or something. She wouldn't take this furniture and it was like this big, I literally lost my fucking mind, like lost my mind. And I felt so horrible Mm. that I went back the next day and I had written her like a card, an apology card. And I like put Mm. like a Starbucks gift certificate or something in there. (laughs) And I like gave it to her and she gave me this big hug. And I was just like, I do not act like that. I'm so sorry. I do not know what's wrong with me. And that thing, it wasn't just to make me feel better. I mean, it was obviously partly, but it was to make her feel better. And I know that it's the little things that when we smile and someone else smiles and it really is paying it forward. Oh, that's another movie we should watch too. (laughs) For those of you youngsters, if you haven't seen it, you got to watch pay it forward. Yeah. I think though, you know, that idea of paying it forward, what I was highlighting is we pay the negativity forward too. Yeah, of course. And I think that's, what Drew and I were hitting is sometimes you'll take that home, you know, like you did. Yeah. And what I think is not okay is if, you know, you see it in TV and film all the time where um, it's typically a husband has been or a boyfriend has been, you know, a bad boyfriend, which I'm air quoting. So they'll bring home flowers and that makes everything okay. Or they'll buy jewelry and that makes everything okay. It doesn't at all. I mean, I'm okay if anybody wants to buy me jewelry (laughs) or flowers, by the way. Right, right, sure. But but yes, yes, it doesn't make up for shitty behavior. Right, and the the line I throw all the time is that explains it, but it doesn't excuse it. You know, when you hear that somebody's got some self-awareness and they're doing something about it, I think that can be more healing than a dozen roses or a Cartier bracelet. Yeah. Then let's see what else. Oh, so Drew was talking about how he's been really unmotivated the past couple of weeks. And so interesting. People either go one way or the other. He said when he's in a relationship, he can be more motivated. He has somebody to show his stuff to, his progress, his proving something. And thank God he's been in a relationship for like the last 10 years straight, you know, good for him. <laughs> right. Cause he's been constantly doing, but that, that idea that, you know, I think what I've said, I don't know if I say it, I say it somewhere at some point, but that idea of if you do a good deed and no one's watching, is it still a good deed? Totally. Cause he was saying like, you know, when, when there's somebody, when I'm with somebody, I want to show them my best self, you know, and that validates it. You know, when it's just me, eh, I can just watch TV. I don't have to do anything. That's such a good point. When we get to the point in life where, yes, if no one's watching, it sure the fuck is because it makes us feel so good. 
Exactly. That's sort of when you're like, okay, yeah, cool. I'm, I'm happy inside enough to the point where like, I want to make myself happy. Right. But the other way people go is when I'm not in a really, you know, people get complacent in relationships or whatever word you want to use. And I'm definitely that person after a breakup. I'm like, I'll fucking show you oh, get totally. the best shape of my life. I'm going to run a marathon. I'm going to fucking get my PhD. Right. You'll see. Is that why you have so many degrees? Oh my God. It totally. Is. <laughs> right. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And that's where the idea of the Vader voice being the motivator, that's fine. We can tap into that and use that to motivate us. Sometimes we need that. Then my favorite part was like, you were like, smoke weed, video games. He's like, I literally fucking stared at the wall for an hour. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you right. did. So yeah. And you both said something about feeling better when he's connected to people and feeling better when he's productive. And I think most people feel better when they're productive or whatever that means. It's just doing, it's being active or proactive. It's, it's for many people, it's hard just to be. Yes. We've talked about human doing or human being. And I know this speaks to you and something that you do in, in your practice a lot is kind of look for Okay, one or the other, sure. It doesn't have to be one's better than the other. And there can be a middle that has a little bit of both. Yeah, and we talk about doing and being in the next episode. So one of the things that I loved so much, I literally was like, had to rewind it and fucking so funny. You guys were talking about what kind of space is Drew trying to put himself in and gym and then work and going up into the club. He's like, I don't want to meet friends <laughs> right. or girls there. You know, like something like joining a book club. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then he's like, I wish they had one of those for clothes, but they don't. I was like, fucking book club or a clothes club. That was so awesome. I literally was dying. Yeah, that was great. I mean, he's and he's right because he's like, I don't want to go to the club. I want to be in a club, like a book club. But I don't have a book club mentality. <laughs> like, So good. Maybe um, we need to teach Drew. Actually, I don't know how to play, but when I'm super old, I want to like play Mahjong. And for those of <laughs> you who don't know what Mahjong is, it's oh, actually, yeah. it actually has Chinese roots, but it's like a super Jewish, old Jewish lady game. Is it really? Yeah. Anyway, we should get a Mahjong game going for Drew. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So one of the things you guys were talking about, and I don't actually remember how it came up, but the way I noted it was talking about not setting yourself up for failure. And he was talking about soul cycle. And that's how I think about it is so often a client will be like, I'm going to go to the gym starting tomorrow, seven days a week for two hours a day. And I'm like, how long has it been since you worked out? They're like 15 years. And I'm like, right. You're not going to go seven days a week, two hours a day. Why don't you go on a 10 minute walk? And no, 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 that's not, that's not enough. And so, exactly. you know, and then Drew brought up the, the soul cycle thing. And so I thought that was so poignant and you're right. And so much of the work I do is about accountability and it's about breaking things down and taking little steps. And so you said to him, what is one step you can take? Just one. And he said, all right, call the, call the friend. And you were like, you don't even have to schedule it. Just call him and find out when he goes, you know? Right. And that's something, you know, I want to talk about. I think we'll do an inside out maybe is just the little steps that we take. We go from this goal and it's like a funnel, 
we start with the goal and then we funnel it down to what is one tiny little action step you can take towards the goal. And it can be the smallest thing, like picking up the phone, whatever it is. Right. Because that when we have that goal, a lot of times it's, it's huge and it's too broad and it's too much and we'll get overwhelmed and we'll shut down. I think a lot of the work that you do, and I think we should do an inside out on this, is you do funnel people. You know, you've got a way of doing that that's very concrete and direct with let's right. take the, the big broad thing and narrow it and go, okay, from the goal, the big broad goal to the, you know, well, what's important about it? What's one thing that moves you closer to it? And it might seem like one little step, like, well, just call him and find out what, when he goes. If you just kind of randomly do that, you'll be like, yeah, whatever. But if you recognize it's a step to get you towards the goal and towards the thing you want to achieve, then you feel good when you do it. It's like, wow, I did something today. Right. It's not going to the gym seven days a week starting tomorrow. It's going once. Right. And the goal isn't even necessarily going to soul cycle. What is above that? Okay. The goal is to be in good shape. And what is above that? Okay. It's to feel good about myself. And what is above that? Having self-confidence, right? So again, it's like this big, you know, it's up there and how do we take those little steps to do it? Right. Even with me, you know, I, I, when I do my to-do lists or things I want to accomplish, I break them the fuck down. So like I'll write clean out my closet, but then I just like really break it down because that is so overwhelming. Oh, totally. Like I'm like, okay. I mean, you should see my closet too. It's very well organized. <laughs> but I'm Couple like of skeletons in there. <laughs> Good one. Thank you. But you know, like I have to break it down, baby steps, or I just won't do it because I'll get so overwhelmed. Well, and that's even what what people think when they're going to a therapist for the first time or even restarting with the therapist. Like there's so much, it's, right. uh, I've got all this stuff. And even if you remember back to the very first session, you uh -huh. know, your favorite word where he was just spewing, spewing all this stuff. Yeah, That's right. It's like, yeah, just, just go, just let it all out. We'll make sense of it as we go. But it, it's that taking that first step to do that first thing. Yeah. And why I love when clients, new clients will, you know, email or call me and, and want to schedule something with me or somebody in my practice. And like, that's an amazing step you just took. Right. That's awesome. Right. And really honoring that they're still holding. I've got all this stuff to dump. And I think many people overlook or they aren't aware enough. They don't appreciate what it takes to actually call a therapist. Right. You know, we can say it like it's nothing because we are therapists. Like, oh, just call a therapist, just book an appointment. Totally. But it, it, you're holding onto all this stuff that's so large and daunting and you don't know how to make sense of it. And then calling one person and going here, 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 here's it all. Right. It's, it's a lot. So just kind of going with what's one actionable, tangible step you can take that moves you closer to the goal and... I think that's, that's really important because it, it's all about, to me, growth and progress. Yeah. I'm super curious to find out if Drew went to SoulCycle. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love that. <laughs> I said something like just an aside, like, yeah, shower and go to SoulCycle. Well, you don't have to shower. And he looked at me like, what are you talking about? Of course you do. You got to look good. <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny. Oh, my God. It's right. like, I got to get ready first. Right. Like, right. Yep, and that's, yep. that's look good, feel good. I mean, that, yep. that's. It's the the thing about, man, I remember growing up, if we ever had housekeepers come over, the day the housekeepers would come, we had to clean yep. to get ready for the housekeepers to clean. It just I made no sense that, yeah. to me. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, I get it. Right? It seems counterintuitive, 
whatever it takes, right? Yes. Yes, exactly. Well, I'm excited to hear uh, what happens. Maybe let's see if he joined a book club or went to SoulCycle or (laughs) who knows? Who knows? Maybe he he started a clothes club. (laughs) Until then, we uh, will come back at you next week and... Then, then that's what we're going to do. <laughs> yeah. Have a good week, everybody. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.